0: Welcome to episode 56 of What You Spin As per usual, I'm your host, Dorian Joined by my boys, as always, Jacob and Matt And then returning friend and guest of the show, Gavin, my boy Uh, We're here to talk about some great albums, but we've got a guest on for a reason And so, I think we just ought to hop right on into it Yeah, let's do it Yeah Jump in So if y'all watched last episode, I brought up the final album we have to bring up to finish a discography for the first time. So it's The Unseen by Quasimodo, released in 2000. Uh, hell of an album. You know, we've we've gone at lengths about a old Quaz, so no need to really intro that. But it is one of my favorites. I was super stoked. Jacob, you were there when I bought this. You saw how stoked yeah. I was to buy this. Uh, on vinyl to complete my collection. But uh, what are y'all's thoughts on it? Dude, we did it. <laughs> Got
1: through a whole someone's catalog. Yeah, <laughs> But cool. He, it's cool that he has, like, so much more stuff besides Quas. Right. Because he has all these other side products and shit. But, yeah, like, this is, like, the first showings of Quasimoto. You could kind of see it, too, in the cover. Mm-hmm. The character, it's not, like, officially him yet. Yeah. Because it's just an idea. Like, you know, it's not, like... You actually see the figure, but then his later albums, that's when it starts coming out.
0: Right. And it was actually the single for Microphone Mathematics off of this that the mm-hmm. fans were like, that's what Quaz looks like because it's like three Quasimodo looking people sitting at it like school desks. Yeah. And so people were like, oh, that's Quaz, but it wasn't official yet. That's why it's just some fucking anonymous white yeah. blob of a man. And then a Q. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quaz yeah yeah but fantastic you know and it's we've kind of we went in reverse order from yes or whatever which is like super polished you know those songs were mastered strictly for that album and then we went to the more crude further adventures of Lord Quaz and then to go to this it was kind of a weird jump you know because when we did it I listened to the album when I announced this last week or last episode I went and listened to that exact order, and I was like, "There's this weird, like, dip, you know?" Because Further Adventures is very crude, but this is very stony and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, we've we played on the way to the dispensary the other day, and then continued to play it (laughs) when we came home. (laughs) Like, uh, it's good music. It is but it's so interesting the way that Very it's so experimental yeah. this this yeah, one in this particular one, mm-hmm.
2: exactly like like Jacob and you were both saying it's a lot different than his later albums that are more refined and more mm-hmm. it's yeah. and playing around with it with the scratches with the like you called it found sound with mm-hmm. the different sounds that he compiles together the older mic like the the talk show host sounds yeah mm-hmm. like yeah, in the yeah. movie
0: like the random movie quotes from shit you've never even heard of. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's
1: just really cool. It feels like more hip-hop, too, I feel like, this than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot more boom-bap beats that he's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The production on it is, you know, it's, it's Mad Lib, but it's early stages where he's still doing that. This is still before, like, he did Mad Villain and everything else, yeah. too, so.
0: Yeah. And, exactly, it does have a more... It's, if in my opinion, it's the most accessible... Quasimodo album,
3: hundred percent. Mm. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah, right away.
0: Like if I were to show someone Quasimodo, I personally love Yes or whatever, but this one is the most. Just if someone is used to that kind of, as you said, boom bap. It's like it's very West Coast feel, even it though Madlib was living in New York. You know, mm. it does have that very West Coast, and then him talking about the gangsta life and. Mm-hmm. Rapping about weed All the time Like right. it's very it E-40 feels,
1: It still feels 90s Even though it was made Like early on 2000 Really, yeah, yeah 2000 right. came out yeah. It's
3: crazy how ahead Of it's time it was This yeah. album was so good Like I was gushing Over to Dorian Early in the week Because the first two Albums you brought up Were great mm-hmm. But this one for me Like cemented my love For what Mad Does in the studio
2: mm-hmm. And
3: being able to have That alternate persona And just kill it Yeah And you know Some of the raps Are childish But they're funny as fuck Because the way mm-hmm. Boss comes out and says things, are just hilarious. Right. Um, It was start to finish, like, I don't know, it's just hard to, to say anything negative about it, man. It's so much fun. Yeah. This album is so unique. And I know that a lot of people think he, like, did a bunch of mushrooms before doing this album. He's always smoking weed. But I think his creative process is so compelling when he's doing it in the studio and it's, it's yeah. cool to hear it. it does jazz influences and things I've never oh, heard yeah. like you were saying like some of the movie quotes and like some of the musicians he talks about I've never heard of but yeah like it's fucking they're there
0: like that uh, the one track where it's like the skit of him and the jazz, yeah, uh, in the jazz in the record you have store yeah. you have that. I don't know is who that is that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know those aren't marked yet
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> like
0: just, you ain't got no reggae I'm getting yeah. out of here <laughs> yeah it's so it's so interesting you know mm-hmm. and then just it ties back to the origins of, of yeah. Quaz yeah. Yeah. which Very is much. you know he was just fucking around mm-hmm. and to f- have something like this whole side alias come out of you
3: just fucking around is nuts. He <laughs> was, like, living in the studio or the basement of Peanut Butter Wolf. Yeah. Like, before, during the making of this album and just, like, listening to other things and just yeah. surrounding Shit. himself with other music and, like, that creative process is so cool. It Yeah. yeah. So cool. Damn.
1: Yeah. I didn't know this was, like, during that time. Yeah. Because that, that, his album, too, Peanut Butter Wolf, mm-hmm. he, uh, I think that's one of the first, like, showings that he had with Quaz under that, like, name. Yeah. Um but that because yeah, he did have a lot of like even Stone Th- Stone Throw and uh Peanut Butter Wolf, like mm-hmm. he had a lot of ties with them. Like they were Oh yeah. Well yeah, that's yeah, really so on. that's
0: where that's where Quaz came from was Mad Lib did, you know, some Lucy demos and then threw him on the back of like a B side of a this is Stone's Throw Records just to fuck around and Peanut Butter Wolf was like, Yo, what was that? Mm hmm. And Madlib was like, ah, like, my bad. Like, I was just doing that to fuck around. He's like, no, I want more of it. And so, mm-hmm. three albums later, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's one of the best, like, side ventures we've ever seen. Bro, good
1: yeah. thing he did. Imagine if he didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, if he didn't put it up or he didn't say anything to anyone. Oh, yeah. Then, like, probably wouldn't have He's gotten these other the albums. Yeah, yeah, probably would
0: not have had these other albums that he did. Oh, yeah. Well, and then it just... Yeah, from this because it came out in 2000, mm-hmm. it you know spawned. There's inspiration from these Quasimodo projects and everything that Madlib has done afterward. Definitely, you can, you can hear it, it everywhere. Like yeah. once he started everywhere. doing Quas, if you go and listen to his catalog, mm-hmm. he's got this a little bit more, for lack of a better word, it's almost grimy. Like you know, yeah. it's still like the jazzy shit, but it's got that like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like even the Blue Note shit that we that we covered mm-hmm. a while back but fuck there's just <laughs> there's it's, it's, so many tracks yeah. on it we like yeah. like just said
3: it's very west coast he gets kind of the throwback with boom music, boom music you know yep. talking about other you know early 90s hip hop which is cool you get that like almost that KRS one comparison you know mm-hmm. in a yeah. sense yeah I like I that he stuff. does
1: he also has like actual rappers like uh-huh. MED yeah he always has MED on everything um some other people on it that featured but even his rapping i like his rapping yeah his rapping's good
0: like even without the quasimodo filter per
1: se yeah Yeah.
2: Yeah. that's what adds to it like just like that squeakiness Mm -hmm. yeah that vocal layering he does and the octave changes are mm -hmm. so interesting it's just really fun to listen to Mm -hmm. because he'll switch it up at any point and it's yeah yeah
0: it's really cool it's and it's you never know when it's going to happen but when it does you know you could like, I've... Obviously, I've listened to this album for years, but every time you listen to any Quasimodo song over and over again, it's like you notice something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with, like you said, just flipping the vibe on a dime, per se, with, like, the low. Yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Very much so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was still using a lot of you could tell like
0: dj techniques when
2: he mm-hmm. was like
1: mm-hmm. scratching
2: and
0: everything yeah yeah really doing that. well like microphone mathematics especially mm-hmm. that song un- un- understand it microphone math, math yeah. like that's rare now especially after this came out that's rare for mad lib you know that mm. true almost to compare it dj premiere-esque right? uh, scratching that he was that. doing yeah mm. uh but no and then you get, you know, as you and I had talked the other day, the found sound. We were listening to come on feet on the way to the dispensary and just the running little like cartoon. It sounds like smurf feet. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> come on <laughs> feet, <laughs> just running and that. Ee, er, ee. It's like mm-hmm. kind of this eerie piano track. And then, mm-hmm. you know, just Quaz comes over it so nicely. It's just the most unorthodox beats matched with the most unorthodox like character and yeah. mm-hmm. persona to be rapping and it works for some reason. Yeah. And I can see why some people would hate it. It's like very niche, but it's mm-hmm. so fucking good. It
3: is. Mm-hmm.
1: You could tell in the making it he was kind of like eyeballing it cuz there's like what 20 tracks or some shit. Right. Yeah. So it's it's not really like it's kind of just like uh after Beast, right? That he didn't use for any project. He was just uh just rap on them or, or I think so.
0: For the Unseen? Yeah, for this. Yeah, so the only thing... Or like, side B on something, right? Yeah, no, this was, like, the first actual developed project.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, the songs on this, some of them are just, like... Like, just throwaway pieces. Oh, these, Lucy's. Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. well, Green Power off of this, uh, there's an alternate version on Yes or Whatever, which is my favorite, mm-hmm. is easily yeah, in huh. my top sure. three quad songs. I... I like the version on this, but the one on yes or whatever just mm-hmm. knocks it out the park, which brings me to ask you a question you you and I bought like love yes or whatever. What did you think of getting to sit down and listen to the unseen? like what did you have any major
2: just uh, like we were saying at the beginning, I think that the comparison between them where you really hear the scratches and the the changing in the the beat and the vocal samples. Yeah. Um is a lot cleaner and more smooth. Whereas yeah. this is a lot more like you guys were saying, it was a little more experimental with it. Mm-hmm. Where it was really trying to find a sound still like like Jacob said, the the white blob is almost very symbolic to mm-hmm. how he felt about his like own personal image. Yeah. I think and as well as his musical career and his, mm-hmm. his artistic uh expression and where he wanted to go with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, definitely and then you see it kind of in his uh and the character he chooses is it's a very uh yeah. like niche like the fucking yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> i'll throw a picture of him in this no <laughs> throw a picture of Quaza <laughs> right. uh but no yeah like the yellow snuffleupagus yeah. looking motherfucker
2: yeah it's a very it's very expressive of who he is as an artist i feel mm-hmm. like it's it's off it's off kilter from the norm Mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. it's not super aesthetically pleasing for everybody. Right. But, however, it's very unique. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Unique, yeah.
1: And he's riding in the, the Homer Simpson car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <You> did. <laughs> yeah. I did I don't know. I never picked up on that. Because <laughs> it's pink. It's like.
0: Yeah, it's the it's pink, pink. <laughs> with the fins and everything. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, fuck, boys. Should we uh, do some top threes? honorable mention top threes Let's do it or do you do we have any further arguments Matt anything further Jacob adventures. anything
3: huh further adventures I don't know further <laughs> <laughs> this is a great album it's a great pick like I said for me it was the most accessible one out, mm-hmm. of his, out of his catalog because I don't know it's just it's a fun album all the way through yeah it's so good
0: it's and like, it really you know if you look at the Wikipedia article for Quasimodo as an artist, mm-hmm. it talk he it's uh, the main word they use throughout it is satirical, hmm. okay. and you know so it's like satire on gangster rap because he got this high ass voice and then right. at the mm-hmm. time Fifty Cent and people were like popping off and he's like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I've been looking up <laughs> up under skirts you know right. just talking about <laughs> being a <laughs> scumbag, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah <that's... laughs> but it accesses that like it in you like fucking. Gavin and I, for the past month and a half, have just been walking around speaking the words to Low Class Conspiracy. It's like, we're heading to the party to go see what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just, man, it's just an earworm of an album. There's so There's many... many one-liners, too. Like, I've found myself yeah. throughout
3: the week just saying random things, you know. Yeah. Like, Good morning, sunshine. Or yeah, like, that, you know? was, <laughs> that was, <laughs> a, that was yeah. your one text yeah. in the group <laughs> chat today. Is Jacob said,
0: what time and where? And then I said, 12.30, my place. Matt's only response was good morning sunshine (laughs) which is another you know kind of before we get into the top threes that's another cool thing is this album being that it's the first Mm. you hear a bunch of those vocal samples the Mm -hmm. good morning sunshine Mm -hmm. Uh, come on feet like there's Mm -hmm. some of that that's used in Further Adventures and then Mm -hmm. NTS or whatever and then some of the other projects that uh, Quaz features on Mm -hmm. you know from Mad Lib uh, so I thought that was really, really cool. You kind of get to see the origin story of the Good Morning Sunshine because mm-hmm, that's yeah. all over for their adventures, especially mm-hmm. that one. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I'll go first for the top threes. This was tougher than hail. It was tough. It was tough. <laughs> uh, go two honorable mentions, uh, Basic Instinct, uh, really liked how bassy that beat was On Basic Instinct uh, Second honorable mention was Low Class Conspiracy uh, Like I just said We head into the party to go see what's happening <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, If you ever get a chance to watch the I've mentioned it multiple times But that Stone's Throw documentary on oh, YouTube okay. the uh, Our yeah, final Ways a Ton It's so mm-hmm. good And they have a full thing about Quaz mm-hmm. Doom It's just I'll fucking watch it again tonight. Fuck y'all. Yeah, it's uh, worth a watch. <laughs> it is so good. Check it out. Uh, number three for me, Bluffin'. That piano sample mm-hmm. on Bluffin' was yeah. so nice. Paired with Quaz, you know that line, uh, keep it keep it extra clean like a public washing machine. <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then number two, microphone mathematics. And then number okay. one... The re-listen to this album made me fall in love with Come On Feet. So that's my, that's my top pick off
1: of
2: it. it. Yeah, uh, who wants to go next? I think
0: definitely
1: uh, I'm going to go honorable mention return of Loop Digger. Uh,
0: the Loop Digger, Loop Digger.
1: That's the one also <laughs> where he has like that talk with a merchant, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, the
0: You Ain't Got No Reggae? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he does
1: like a bunch of beat switches on that song too, mm-hmm. which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, top three, uh, Microphone Mathematics. Bluffin, Bluffin is like the most the the primo song. Yeah, like that he's because sure. he has the yeah. piano beat and then he has the scratches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna go Basic Instinct.
0: Yeah, as your number one. Mm-hmm. Damn.
1: That was good. That one, and then also Boom Music, the 1990 Part One or 98 Part mm-hmm. One, like the last song on the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also really good.
0: Yeah. The both disciplines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. And Matt, what you got, my friend?
3: Um, for me, honorable mention was Microphone Mathematics that kind of got me into it. And I was like, all yeah. right, I know what's coming next. And this is going to be a great album. Um, and then three, two, one, Jazz Cats, part one. And Jazz then, Cats was great. Uh, 2, Bluffin', we all like that track. And then yep. Boom Music was my favorite song. And that transition from Bluffin' to Boom Music is so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened for my pick on yours. The transition, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but that's it's so good. It's and, like flawless. It's almost like one long track. Right, uh, I love, it, I love just, when a song doesn't... You can't tell it changed. And for like for that one, it did that for me. Yeah.
0: And that just to speak on that, that chunk of the album you get Real Eyes into Come On Feet. And then Come On Feet into mm-hmm. Bluffin'. Mm-hmm. And Real Eyes into Come On Feet mm-hmm. is has that kind of same thing to mm-hmm. where they just smoothly go into each other, but then there's this weird like come on, feet doesn't exactly feed into Bluffin', but then the next one after
3: that. Yeah, because I thought Boom Music was like a dedication to all these rappers at the end of the song. Or yeah, something from Bluff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like oh, that's cool. Oh, now it's. Not. it's yeah, like you it's get all.
0: this that weird chunk in the middle that yeah. starts to kind of like Tetris mm-hmm. together. But yep. mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. that being said, Gavin. You got any, what are your honorable mentions in top threes?
2: Um, I would say my honorable mention would be Bad Character. I think yep. it's a very uh, nice scratch. It's very experimental with, like, his sound and how he wants. It almost sounds like one of those throwaways that he got given. You know, yeah. just a, like, a half beat that wasn't quite, yeah, they just, didn't mm-hmm. go through with it. And so he's got <laughs> yeah. a nice couple, few scratches. It's nice and cool. He put it towards the beginning and then kind of fed into his more, uh, like, artistic, longer songs from there, I feel like. Yeah it was good to have that at the
0: beginning of the album mm-hmm.
2: exactly and then you have leading into what be, would be probably my number three that microphone mathematics where you really like that's one of his i feel like biggest songs off of the album that everybody really gets into from mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is where he starts to delve into it a little bit more mm-hmm. uh number two was hard uh because yes. i know i kind of knew what my number one was gonna be mm-hmm. um and I really like Bluffin' I would say Same as you guys mm-hmm. That one was really really good um, And I Same as you Listen to it in order first Yeah yeah uh, mm-hmm. And like the transition into it From that little stretch That mm-hmm. you guys were talking about um, And then my number one is actually Low Class Conspiracy That's the song that I That's the first song that I heard <coughs> okay. by Quas. I think uh, same uh, Yeah I
1: think probably same yeah, And probably. it
2: was really good um, but, I think it's just still relevant it's yeah. still relevant oh, today. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's sure. a very good song from yeah. a, a very specific point of view, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. My three.
0: And it just, I feel like you put that on if you are in an environment where you know people like hip hop, like rap in any can capacity. Like mm-hmm. Brandon is very much into you know like the Suicide Boys and stuff like that. We've played that for him, and he's just over there.
2: <laughs>
0: to that fucking beat. Oh, yeah. That beat on... Oh, man. Just such a fantastic fucking yeah. album. And that song in particular. But the whole thing. Uh, yeah. I I don't think there's much more to be said. But that was The Unseen by Quasimodo. Released in the year 2000. Thanks for stopping by yeah. and talking well, about it with us. Thanks for having more.
2: me. Yeah. Appreciate you guys having yeah. me on. Oh, absolutely. Thank, thank you.
0: You'll be... We're not going to tell the viewers why, but you'll be seeing a lot of this guy here in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Shout out.
3: Any hoodly doodly.
0: We just wrapped up. A- Talking about the unseen by Quasimodo. Uh, this is a very producer-heavy episode, you know. Yes, if we want to be honest, a, a very
3: good point. I didn't even think about yeah. that until yeah. just after you said it. You're we, so smart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've we just covered. I'm not going to say all the producers, you Don't. know. We'll we'll wait. We're not going to We'll it wait you. to intro. But we just talked about Quasimodo, which is Mad Lib, one of the best. Hip hop producers of all time. Uh, one of the favorites of the show, clearly.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, let's kind of shift countries, shift genres a little bit. Mm-hmm. Going into Jake's pick for this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Stoked as fuck to talk about this one. What you got, man?
1: Yeah, so also producer, a duo, um, Daft Punk. Uh, it's Discovery. Came out in 2001. It's their second album, uh, follow up to Homework which was like in 98 or something like that. But uh, yeah, Homework. It's crazy the difference that the jump they had from this to Homework like that difference cuz Homework is a lot more techno mm-hmm. and like EDM, like you can hear it, it's a lot more like club the club sound. Mm-hmm. I think they were imitating that like from Europe or or whatever, but like when it switched to this, it's like a whole lot more like catchy, like it's catchier Song, yeah. But yeah, I I have a lot of appreciation for it. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite. And Daft Punk, it's like I mean,
0: they're, yeah.
1: They're they're like in history as like some of the best. Yeah, producers like do especially for duos. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, what do you guys think?
0: <laughs> I mean, just to make a point real quick. I mean, I I remember growing up like running on my tread on my mom's treadmill in the garage to one more time and mm-hmm. harder better faster stronger like you know and then that got sampled by Kanye West on Stronger which was unreal fucking shout out <laughs> like unreal but no this and then just for some reason one more time was just like a song i played the fuck out of right. for like a solid two and a half years of my life uh and yeah daft punk you know as i've mentioned i'm into the edm shit and you know dj and i was definitely mixing some daft punk way early in the day trying to do something with that so mm-hmm. so glad you brought this up personally
3: yeah it's cool i never listened to daft punk just because i don't know i'm not in tech, into techno style music as much as i maybe was when i was younger but um for me is it's a great album, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, Homework was probably more like techno and house style, and this is more like catchy. And all the tracks on here I've heard throughout you know the early 2000s and beyond, and right. whether it be a commercial or like a video game or a movie, like you're like, Oh, that's yeah, okay. So for me, that was cool. Um, it was accessible, you know, this definitely shot them, put them on the map more, like super them after this album came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very unique. Some of the transitions, again, like on the Quaz album. On this album, are just as good. Like they just flow so well together, and you're like, "Wow, is that the same song?" Nope, it's a different one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, for Espec- me, it's fun.
0: Yeah, especially toward the end. Mm-hmm. You know, the toward the end, it starts to really blur together. Yeah, which is pretty, you know, pretty cool, especially for an album of. Of this kind of genre, you know, and everything.
3: It's different song structures, too, in a sense. You're like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't stay... There's no true formula on this album. It's just very different on each track. You're like, okay, they're just playing around with it, which is cool for a band to go out there and just put it out there and explore those different soundscapes, in a sense, and make different songs and not sound the same throughout the album.
0: Absolutely. And, like, get experimental with them. Exactly. You know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which was what kept me coming back. You know, Mm -hmm. even the... There's even... It's hilarious. The last song in the album, too long. Mm-hmm. It's legitimately 10 minutes and zero seconds long. <laughs> mm-hmm. But goddamn, this, is that a great song? All right 10, right ten minutes it, yeah. of it is mm-hmm. fucking yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So it's just, and it does, you know, the production behind it is just mm-hmm. so nice, you know. And if you go from this and then you listen to, you know, some of the stuff that we've brought up, you know, Liquid Stranger, mm-hmm. Rez, you know, even. Even Mister Oizo, you know, mm-hmm. you can hear, you can hear Mister Oizo's influence on Daft Punk, but mm-hmm. then you can hear Daft Punk's influence on Liquid Stranger and Res and mm-hmm. everything. Like they, they were yeah. really pioneers for, not just, uh, you know, techno and house, yeah. which was which was their kind of mainstay, mm-hmm. but they, in, influenced people in even heavier genres of EDM mm-hmm. and electronic sure. music, which was really fucking cool to mm-hmm. see. You
1: know? yeah, in like a big way too because mm-hmm. especially with this it shot them up to yeah. like super stardom
3: and the recording process was like done in their bedroom right the first couple albums I think they didn't really have a studio yeah. it's like yeah, that's it, pretty cool yeah because it sounds mm-hmm. great I think the production mm-hmm. on this album is amazing and to do that in your bedroom or wherever at home in a yeah. sense <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's regardless really cool. yeah, yeah I mean nowadays that's a normal thing but back in 2001 it's like that's yeah. I don't know it's a little bit more unique and I don't know it. It makes you feel like they put more into that being at home and just like oh, do yeah. it, honing their craft in a sense.
0: Mm-hmm. So. And it's got to be one of those weird things, you know, when when you're making songs. Uh, you know, I mentioned them already, but like one more time and harder, better. Mm-hmm. You know, making songs like that mm-hmm. and it's it's something that I've I like mentioned from time to time with people is like, can you imagine just making the song in the studio and do you think? To yourself, oh, this is going to be a banger! Like this is going to change my life. Yeah, you know, yeah, true. you hear that
2: banner, banner, mm-hmm. donger, mm-hmm. and
0: is that the moment where you're like, this is the rest of my life has changed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like uh, it's just sometimes, you know, and it and this album is just latent with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Outside of those two songs, like you know, something about us, mm-hmm. that song, mm-hmm. you know there's just so many songs on this where I just imagine that in the studio, as you said, like, in in the studio, that moment, they were like, yeah, no, this is the one. Like, <laughs> any of them could have yeah. been the one that's like, yeah, this is the one that changes our lives. <laughs> like, yeah. Even fucking Night Vision, which is super calm mm-hmm. and mellow. It's mm-hmm. like, like, they were probably just, just, this was probably just such a huge confidence build for, yeah, for yeah, these definitely. guys. Mm-hmm. Because it is that good. You know, you, you, you said it about the unseen you texted yesterday you're like the unseen top three might look like a more might look more like a top 24 yeah and i was like same because it's the album i'm bringing up but also daft punk i was like dude there's just they just have this like big dick swagger kind of to them you know in this album because it's just like the even the the album layout it's doesn't it flows together in some aspects, but yeah. it's very experimental with like the track to track, you know. No, mm-hmm.
1: it is, yeah.
0: But it works. By the end of it, you're like, oh, I see why this wasn't fluid. You know, it's mm-hmm. it makes you this album just makes you think in like a yeah. weird, you know what I mean? It does. Like it kind of just makes you deep dive and be like, why the fuck? It makes like I said, it makes you analyze the track layout, like yeah should I rearrange this? <laughs> it's like the dipshit tool theories. You remember? <laughs> the yeah. ladder, like, mm-hmm. yeah. For house? Yeah, it makes me want to go like a Reddit theory. Discovery mm-hmm. shouldn't be laid out like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. cool. Start ranting about it. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Uh, no, I think definitely it was it was massive uh, for them and for the genre for techno and, mm-hmm. and house. Because um, it really changed the game on that side. And even their stuff afterwards that came out from this, because um, this spawned, like, all their other work. mm mm-hmm. um, And, like, they did the Tron soundtrack. Um, which is so good. Which is amazing, yeah. Um, also, like, uh, Random Access, Random Access Memories. Which blew up. Yeah, it, it got, like, six Rammies or something. Yeah. I like, that, like, ridiculous. It's really good also. But, yeah, this older stuff... It's very much, still feels so new for it like does, the age yeah. when
0: they they made it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which really speaks to something, you know. That really says something. Yeah. You know, listening to this, yeah, it's it's 20 like twenty years later, it still yeah. hits. I'm like, this know, is still actually close. fucking fantastic mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it is. <laughs>
1: and you would hear it everywhere. Like it was everywhere, mm-hmm. all the time. There, I was telling Matt. You have probably heard of it, Doran, but they have a album that's. Uh, called the Live 2007, and it's just the album where they mix all of their their songs together, and it's pretty badass. Like like they'll do one more Jesus. time with Aerodynamic. Oh damn! They mix Too Long with Steam Machine and like Robot Rock, like all their like bigger songs. They just mix all of them. Oh. <laughs> that sounds epic! It's bad. Yeah. And what's like, it
0: called? The Live 2007. Yeah, a live. They have one. They have. Is that Alive... the one that you have on vinyl?
1: Yeah, I had that one too. I want to bring if we end up bringing up like live albums, I'll
0: definitely bring it up. Oh, cool! I think yeah, it we should. Really good.
1: Yeah, we do need to do. We should just yeah. do a live
0: album episode, mm-hmm. honestly.
1: But that one's really cool, and it. I'm, I've been on a bender like this whole week of just listening to their old stuff. Mm. Oh hell yeah! And like, I, I, like all their stuff really, but, Alive two thousand seven man, it's fun. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good.
0: Damn, fuck yeah!
1: But, well. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad sure. you guys liked it, for sure. Oh, yeah, no, when fun. you brought it up, I, well I was like... Fine, yeah. I'm like, yeah, they, these guys know Daft Punk is and
0: everything. No, when you brought it up, I was hyped. I was like, dude, I used to run to that album. I was mm-hmm. like... Because <laughs> I would do that between, like, basketball and track season. I would just run on the treadmill to fucking Daft Punk and Mr. Oizo. And it was basically this whole album. Uh, but, yeah, fucking fantastic pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to ta- You want to start us off? With some, with some honorable mention top yeah. threes. So,
1: honorable <coughs> mention, um, we're going to go Voyager. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that it's kind of like soothing in a way, uh, the beat on it. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I forgot to bring this up, but they have, like, they made a movie, like an animated anime. That's of? right, yeah, we yes. were talking about that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really cool, like... <laughs> The it's like kinda in, interstellar.
3: Interstellar five five five. Yeah, it's like
1: intergalactic like yeah. shit going on. Uh so they have like a like there's a dude with like a guitar as his ship. Like that's his ship, it's a, oh, it's a guitar. That sounds cool. It's badass dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool, I'd recommend it. But yeah, they like it's based I mean it's with this soundtrack, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's pretty much the movie. It has like no dialogue, just like it's just the
0: songs. Just like the wall. Yeah,
1: pretty much cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. But definitely Voyager, because there's a scene on it with that song that it goes really well. Um, top three, Short Circuit, bro. Dude. The funk on that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. All right. That's good. It was so fu- so funky. I Like, when I listened to it again, I had stank face it. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's that good. It's so good. It's, and uh, Digital Love, and then mm-hmm. Something About Us.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to go? Go I'll ahead. Go, I'll go. Yeah. I'll oh Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honorable mention for me, too, just like Jake, uh, Voyager. That's an epic song. Uh, Digital Love number 3. And then again with the transition, just like on the Quaz album, uh, the short circuit to face-to-face. Like, I don't yeah. know. That's so good. So my top you yeah, know, two-in-one was face-to-face and short circuit. So good. Hell,
0: yeah. Uh, honorable mentions for me, uh, Veritas Quo and Too Long kind of mentioned that one. Too Long, it was just ironic, the song title, but I was like, no, it's not. Too (laughs) Long, this is a smack. Uh, Number three, had to do One More Time. Uh, We gonna celebrate. Number two, Face to Face. Number one, Something About Us for me. After listening to it again Mm -mm. in full, I was like, Mm. for multiple times, that was my solidified Something About Us, just really I like that one They're
1: they're good musicians too
0: Oh yeah 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 Well We just talked about Another great duo Of producers Mm -hmm. That was uh, Discovery by Daft Punk Released in 01 Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll be right back To wrap it up And talk about Matt's pick for this week It's what you spend In episode 56
3: Well, let's uh let's get into it. Round it out.
0: Yeah. We're gonna go up and down and around <laughs> like a carousel. Round it out. And wrap it up. Yeah, uh, with Matt's pick for this week. Mm-hmm. One I'm I'm actually I don't know about you. I'm pretty stoked to talk about yeah, this one. Dude. Because we've talked about one aspect of it and mm-hmm. then we've talked about another aspect of it and now mm-hmm. we get to see kind of two albums we've talked about mm-hmm. kind of collide. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I'm stoked as fuck to, to kind of go over that. So, Matt, what the hell did you bring <gasps> what up? What the hell did I bring up?
3: Yeah. Uh, went with Saul Williams, the inevitable rise and fall of Nicky Tardust? From 2008, uh, produced by Trent Reznor, which is kind of overshadowed a lot for this album. A lot of people just know that about the album. Yeah. Rather than a lot of the other cool things, which is the lyrical content and just the overall expressiveness of what Solly Williams does with his poetry when he puts it on pen and paper and puts it into a studio. It's, it's pretty mm-hmm. unique. And to have Trent behind him is really awesome as well. Um, they met early on in Saul's career, and he actually toured with them a few times before this album. The album was written on a tour bus in between tours for both of them, I believe. And you can definitely hear the influence of Trent Reznor and 9 Inch Nails. Atticus Ross also does some programming and production on this too, which is you know kind of early on them doing their thing because they're both amazing now. Yeah. Um, Alan Mulder mixed this album and he's which done is, all the, all which the albums. Which is fucking yeah, real. Yeah, so Alan Moulder. Yeah, right, he's done everything we've talked about for the most part, yeah. you know, when it comes to rock and some hip hop. So, yeah. Um, for me, it's uh, one of my favorite albums by Saul Williams because it's very accessible. Because anybody that likes Nine Inch Nails can just pick this up and be like, all right. yeah, right, it's got that feel to it. Um, mm-hmm. This is a third album, and I think it's a good transition from his first album, you know, that was produced by Rick Rubin. Kind Mm. of takes full circle to Trent Reznor, and it's just such a who has
0: been produced by Rick Rubin, Mm. right? Um, Rick Rubin. I
3: don't know. I'm trying to think. Didn't trying to think who did the Downward Spiral? It might have been Rick Rubin, but I don't know. No, that's what I was thinking. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Don't quote us anything. Don't quote. Sorry, sorry, (laughs) Trent. Yeah, sorry. Don't quote me on
0: that. (laughs) Um, But they have. I felt like they have some connection with
1: Trent and Rick, probably.
3: Mm -hmm. Somewhere as collaborative, but um, I like so. that
1: you could see that difference too. It's like yeah. what Rick Rubin did mm-hmm. to what trended on this on mm-hmm. this one with Saul and like Saul, he is especially with his poetry on this. Mm-hmm. You could tell, and I was kind of missing it. I was like, "Where's that poetry?" Though, yeah, I was like on his first one, mm-hmm. Um, but even still on this one, he adds that into it mm-hmm. and still super powerful. dude, what mm-hmm. he's saying, like it's 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 crazy. Um, I have lyrics for one of them that I'll bring up, but yeah, all his stuff on this, it you could tell it's also still, like, experimental, I think that's, like, sure. Trent with his produ- production that he was doing on mm-hmm. some songs, he was trying to, like, it seemed like he, he was kind of challenging him to, like, go out of his way, that's especially for poetry, because that's kind of hard to do
3: on... So like when it comes to hip-hop, you know, having like that, yeah. that, you know, whether it's a street credit or like having that h- hardcore mentality. But I think Saul's able to do it in his own way. Um, mm. And whether that's talking about modern things that are happening now, ra- rather than like money and women and things like that, he puts a relative spin on it that's unique in so many ways, you know, con- kind of like Common does. You know, right. Like They're very similar in yeah. how they approach music and do things. Um, I don't know, I love Saul Williams. Yeah. No, I do too. <laughs> it's
0: he does you know Mm. it makes you think like his music makes you think Mm. no matter what like amethyst rockstar Mm. made me like i was just dissecting his lyrics in my head Mm. and then this one i was doing that but also was just captivated by the fact Mm. that damn near every song like i filled up a whole section and i didn't need to because (laughs) i was just like obviously trent Trent <laughs> Reznor influence, right? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, even because he does feature on a couple of songs, but mm-hmm. there's certain parts on this album where Saul Williams is like singing and sounding like Trent Reznor. That's true. Which you is, can't,
3: it's like what? Yeah. It's like
0: wait, what? And so I had to look it up on. I had to look it up and be like, what songs is Trent Reznor actually mm-hmm. singing on? And I was like, oh, only two. Mm-hmm. All right, that doesn't help my case at all (laughs) (laughs) it still sounds like a few more yeah no in uh but yeah this one just his as you had mentioned his poetry and everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. delivered over top of these very instrumental or industrial uh industrial like rock Mm -hmm. kind of instrumentation is fucking phenomenal like i said uh to you the other day i was like i listened to your album and like Mm -hmm. within the first five seconds of listening to it i was like yeah this is a trend album (laughs) you can hear it yeah right away this is mm -hmm. the downward spiral redux (laughs) Mm, i was like no this is in uh but they go so well together that it almost when you look at it from a very broad lens you're like this Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense but then when you listen to it you're like Oh, yeah, nothing but this makes sense. Yeah. It's like Mad Lib and, uh, to tie it back to what we just talked about, mm-hmm. it's like Mad Lib and MF Doom. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, nothing else makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like,
3: this is it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And uh, Year Zero by Nine Inch Nails came out in 2007. And so this album came out in 2008. And I think there's a lot of uh, production or things that maybe were used on that album that Trent brought into this album. Um, oh, shit. just different sounds. That's a different album, too, for Nine Inch Nails. It's very, like, instrument yeah. heavy, but, like, in a sample way, it's very not accessible for a lot of Ninja nails fans for whatever reason as How odd about- as that sounds because that's a lot of what they do in their music but a lot of people are yeah. turned off by that one <laughs> i remember when that album came out on the back of it had like a this album is considered subsur- subversive by the fbi and blah, blah blah i had one of those ratings on it before that was even a thing i thought that was so funny fuck i'm like wasn't that bad like relax Damn. we're Some not gonna person. take over the world after playing this album <laughs> it's right. okay yeah Year zero by Ninja. nails Fuck, I'm going to have to listen to that, dude It's It's a different spin But going back to Saul on this album um, He stretches himself a little bit more And um, I think has a little bit more of a A hard element to it Where he's a little bit more like I don't know, just thunderous In his expression about different topics And things like that And not as Mm -hmm. playful, which is great Because I think the music builds upon that Because it's a little darker But whether it's a piano riff or a bass line That you have that Trent feel to it when you mix it with his uh, lyrics, with Saul's poetry, it's like the perfect combination. You know, it's hard to dismiss any of these tracks as being uh, not good, not good tracks because they are. <laughs> they're all great. they're all good. You know, they all, all. And good.
0: it's uh, it's an album that you don't realize until you've listened to it a couple mm-hmm. of times mm-hmm. that it's kind of got two sections to it. Yeah, like the front of it is very. The front part, mm-hmm. the front half, is very,
3: uh, I don't know how to say it. It's, it's like, it's, hits you in the face real fast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, But then, but it's not, it, like, Saul Williams, mm-hmm. like, he's a rapper, right. right? That's what his music is, is he's a rapper, mm-hmm. quote unquote, mm-hmm. massive air quotes. Um, but you don't really hear that until the second half of the album. Mm-hmm. So he's just chilling with Trent, yeah. <laughs> Trent Reznor, <laughs> making some crazy industrial, like, Starting off with Black History Month and then mm-hmm. the cover mm-hmm. of Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2. Woo-wee!
3: Mm-hmm. Which is very that's simple. Good, yeah. and Just him doing his acapella behind some bass lines. Yeah. yeah. But
0: that cover, of mm-hmm. the cover of that song is mm-hmm. fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, you get into like scared money, which yes. is a very, mm-hmm. it It reminds me, it's like current Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. Type. Yeah, it's like a hip hop. <laughs> like yeah. through and through. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, what kind of threw me, or it didn't throw me off per se, but I thought it was funny, mm-hmm. you know, going through it and being like, "Oh, this is very uh poetic for the first part," you know, he's like mm-hmm. really, I'm like really listening to the lyrics, and then after that, it's like, "Oh, Trent Reznor's making like some actual hip hop beats right mm-hmm. now." Let me, yeah. he's going off, <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like yo. <laughs> It, so that was no his beats are good dude it was actually kind of cool to see that you yeah. know
3: Cause of some dichotomy. of the sampling that, that trent brought in, i don't know if it was trent or, or Saul that you know brought it up or had him used, but like the public enemy sample yeah on uh, trigger and then uh some oh, yeah. nina nina simone i forgot what song it is but they have a nina simone sample too in there which is kind of cool oh yeah so not sure who pulled that off but either way it's on that <laughs> fun album i think some of the poetry too comes towards the end of the album mm-hmm. yeah. like no one ever does and Songs like that were so a little slower. What's that? Um, and this this album has, I think uh, the one on Spotify has the bonus five tracks on it. Mm-hmm. So some oh, of those okay. songs are on. One of those songs is on the second album. So. Yeah, like can't hide love. List of demands. That's on the second album. Yeah. List of demands is a. That's great a pop. Song. That was what. Yeah, that's one of his more popular songs that people know. Was on a mm-hmm. Nike commercial back in the yeah. early two thousands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> List of Demands That song goes hard, dude. I, I want my yeah. money back. I want my money back. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, shit. The, yeah. pe-
3: the pedagogue, Pedagog of Young Gods. Mm-hmm. Dude, young gunshots play. by Computer, that's heavy, too. That's another yeah. Niners yeah. Nails influence track right there. Yeah. Very chunky and clunky. Which is
0: why I thought it was funny, or not funny. I thought it was interesting that it was getting into more, like, actual hip-hop beats, and then cool. that's when his lyrical, mm-hmm. his lyrics really took the next leap. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm actually on a hip-hop beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me... Yeah spit some of this
3: actual real Mm -hmm. shit and it's like
0: damn dude (laughs) because I think
3: gunshots on computers on either the year zero original album or the remix because they did a remix too of that album it's on on one of those so hell yeah well but I like the album cover too one more shout out with the kitty one more shout out Get him out. I'll plug it (laughs) I'll plug that right there yeah let's top three it up yeah Start us off Baby eh, boy um, Kind of went back and forth Most of the week Because I've been listening To this album Since it came out And when it came out Another thing to throw back at We'll, st- well we backtrack a little bit Yeah so let's back this, So when this album came out uh, It came out in November And I think In Rainbows by Radiohead Came out in October And both were given away online Like a pay your own This was price. November November. Radiohead was first yeah, In October And this came out in November And okay. there was a big campaign For both albums uh, Online You just pay your own price Or get it for free And I remember going online and buying and stuff like that. And Trent being on there, like, hey, support local artists and, like, you know, support Saul. You know, he's not as big as Radiohead. So to have Trent Reznor supporting like that, <laughs> pretty <laughs> he's cool. He's not as big as Radiohead. Yeah. That's fucking yeah, awesome. That was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, anyways, top three. The top three. Top three. Uh, for me, honorable mentions were uh, Nicky Tardust and Raised to Be Lowered. Both great tracks. Uh, number three, Break, because that's, I think, right away where I had that, that Trent influence. Uh, mm-hmm. From the the starting of the track and uh, number two for me, banged and blown through, and then my favorite track was Skin of a Drum. Hell yeah, Jake, you want me to go? Uh, I'll
1: go. I'll so go. You want to go?
0: You're over there scrolling on your phone. I'm thinking you don't <laughs> you, that you can't. I'm go pulling right. up
1: the the list because I can't uh, read my spelling again. All right. <laughs> but no if I'm going honorable mention um, I'm gonna go I'll kill this guy <laughs> hey
0: for the viewer at home I want to kill both of these guys <laughs> but I love them both <laughs> but yeah. if they die I did it <laughs> if I end up in a ditch
1: somewhere me. you know why
0: <laughs> you know who did it <laughs> it's because they give me shit
1: <laughs> Anyway, I'm, I'm going pedagogue mm-hmm. uh, that's my honorable mention because I love that he's still like very deep in the poetry in, mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and it's just, his lyrics that he's doing is like, it's, it's, they have weight to him. Um, I'm doing Gen Shots by Computer, that's third, uh, Skin of a Drum, and then Scared Money, that was my favorite track. I think just because it sounded the most hip hop to me, like mm-hmm. him on a hip hop track, which he doesn't really do that much. Hmm. Um, so that's what's cool. Or if he is, he's like on a slower hip hop track. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think this year, last year, Denzel Curry's album. hmm Uh, he has Saul Williams on it. No cool. And he like, just like, does like a, like a piece at the end. Mm. Like a poetry. But, yeah, that one, he was like kind of doing more hip hop, so that's why I liked it a lot more.
0: Nice. Hell yeah. Love it, love it. Honorable mentions for me, uh, First honorable mention, Niggy Tardos. When I say Niggy, you say nothing. Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Second honorable mention from you was Raw. Uh, I loved the first line, what's a song if you can't fuck to it?
3: (laughs) Right. I thought that was fantastic. I was like, shout out, (laughs) Saul.
0: Great. (laughs) I was like, I like the fuck out of that. Uh, Number three was WTF. Uh, It was Saul and Trent Reznor on it you decide who was doing what because they sound very similar mm-hmm. on that track Maybe. uh but actually being able to you know be like oh yeah Trent was on that mm-hmm. love that one uh scared money was number two I loved that it just went back to that main mm-hmm. like that coda that coda riff so many times that mm-hmm. doom, doom and salt was just spitting and the number one was break Good song
3: love that one Those whenever my, my top- fears arise I blow them out. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great <laughs> line. I use that all the time in life. Yep. you have to, gotta.
0: Well, that was the, in, you want to go the ahead inevitable
3: in? rise and fall of Nikki Tardust by Saul, Saul Williams. Williams. Yeah. I didn't want to fuck it up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which was Matt's pick for this week. Uh, we'll be right back to go ahead and show y'all what's coming for. The next edition of What You Spin In is What You Spin In, episode fifty six. Okay. It's about that time to go ahead and show y'all what's coming for the next episode of What You Spinning, which will be episode 57. But in order to wrap up episode 56, we got to show y'all what's coming. And to kick that off, it'll be me, because we go in the order that we talked. And Matt, I'm sorry, you can go ahead and try to put me in an Indian leg lock. I knew it. <laughs> but I'm bringing up Take Me Back to Eden by Sleep Token, released eh, about three months ago, right around when... Uh, He's gonna stab with uh, released, uh, right around like a week within uh, Billy Woods' mm-hmm. maps. Yeah, that's pretty like close. right around that time frame back in mm-hmm. May. Uh, fantastic album, all over the place yeah. as far as genre goes. Mm-hmm. I'm stoked to bring it up, mm-hmm. uh, Matt. I'm sorry.
3: No, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm excited? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> me too. But what you got, Jake?
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna go hip hop this week. Um, so 2020. Um, came out in 2020 Quelle Chris and Chris Keyes uh, Innocent Country Season 2
0: Quelle Chris? Quelle Chris
1: Damn okay.
0: Alright <laughs> Innocent Country
1: Yeah it's it's like there's a lot more like Lucid mm-hmm. words, stuff like that so Okay it's, Yeah
3: I think you guys will like it And it's Innocent Country Season 2? Innocent two? Country 2 Innocent.
0: Yeah. Okay cool Matt, what you got? I'm
3: gonna throw a, a weird monkey wrench in everything. Hell um, yeah! 1984 uh, band from Germany called the Cactow Twins, kind of like early shoegaze, like before Ride. Um, some English, some German, but I think you guys will dig it based on some of my picks in the past. So
0: hell, Cactow Twins, yeah. Cactow Twins, Treasure is the album. Treasure, Trek. fuck yeah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've, I have never seen that or heard of it, so I'm excited.
0: Cool, hell yeah! That's, That's what I do. <laughs> That's the <awesome. laughs> cacked out to it. Let's fucking get it, dude. Anyways, yeah. uh, this has been episode fifty six of What you Spinning, as per usual. I'm your host Dorian, joined as always by Jake. Send him off. Peace out, Matt. Go ahead and send him off. Saw ya Saw you. We'll go,
3: We'll go ahead and see Elena, (laughs) please.